0: Welcome to Brave Heart Conversations,
1: where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora, and I'm Marie Wallace, and we are your hosts today. All right. Good morning, everybody. There we are. There's our beautiful faces. All right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora, and this is my lovely co-host, Marie Wallace. Hi, guys. <laughs> and we are so thrilled to be here with you today. Thanks for joining us on Facebook. You can find us every Thursday morning in our group, Braveheart Conversations. You can also find us in all the different podcasting platforms. So, so please feel free to check us out and uh, check out our old older podcasts and discussions and um, we yes. have some good ones. Yeah, <laughs> we do. We do. We've got like 77 now. That's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, check out the discussions. Join in. Uh, let us know if you have any questions or you would like to request a topic. We always like those. So today we are actually going to be talking about nourishing ourselves. This is March, and so we are talking about everything spring, but inside mm-hmm. spring. Right. So. We see springtime happening all around us. It's starting to get sunnier. And oh my gosh, I'm so thankful for the sun. It really, Me really too. lifts my spirits. But I wanna talk about um, the spring that's happening inside because we're very, very in flow with the cycles happening around us. and We're really impacted by the seasons. So um, you are probably feeling some of that inner spring. And part of spring is nourishing whatever new life, right? Mm -hmm. whatever new life is coming up. So last week we talked about nourishing, choosing what to nourish, because that is sometimes difficult. There's a whole lot of things to choose. There's a whole lot of things to say yes to or no to. Mm -hmm. And um, this week I want to talk about specifically nourishing ourselves. I know that as women especially, we can really struggle with choosing us over choosing everybody else. And we've been really deeply conditioned to um, choose everyone else and to put ourselves last. And so today we want to talk about that. We want to talk about the myth of um, having to put everybody else first. Actually, the myth that that is love. Mm -hmm. And then we want to talk about the importance of choosing yourself and nourishing yourself. And how do you do that? How do you... Um, practice self care. Is it just you know a spa day, or getting your nails done, or is it more than that? So there's a lot to unpack here in this topic, and I'm really excited to do that with you today. So, um, Marie, I know that this is a big topic for you as well. So, do you want to start us off and and tell me what you think about nourishing yourself and why that's important?
0: Um, well, I have a jillion reasons. Um, <laughs> I think. I think for me, why it's so important, it goes back to when I am happy. <laughs> it goes to the, when mama's happy, everybody's happy. <laughs> no, that's one of them. But just, I have this fullness and this nourishing spirit, and, and I have to have it in myself in order to nourish others. And so filling my own cup is always so important to help others. Um And that means accepting myself in all of myself, whether it's, you know, um, all my great traits, but even some of my weaknesses and things that are tough because if I can develop that compassion Mm -hmm. in myself, then I can develop or, or be more compassionate towards others. So it's really the, the main idea for me is that when I take the time to love myself, nourish Mm -hmm. myself, be compassionate with myself, then I have more to give. And then uh, I'm able to say yes to more things. And I'm able to really give of the best of myself instead of little tidbits, the bottom of the cup, sediments. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. You know, something that came up for me as you were talking is um, <clears throat> sometimes in our self-judgment, that's what we're trying to propel ourselves towards uh, being healthy. Mm-hmm. And um Becoming healthy was never rooted in self-hatred.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I see a lot of women doing that, especially like in the fitness realm or the dieting realm. It's like, mm-hmm. I hate my body so much, so I'm you know, going to improve it and get healthy at the gym. And mm-hmm. I think you, know, you, can, you can force that to work for a while, but that isn't actually propelling you towards health. Um, getting the the perfect body isn't actually going to help you love yourself more because it's still you're still loving yourself based on the condition you know I'll only love you if mm-hmm. you're you're fit if you are a certain weight if you you know it's a projection
0: from society too. It is. so my why's not strong enough
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it's so sad to me that like you can show up to the gym because you love your body yes not because you hate it and you can love your body regardless of what stage it's in. Um, there's no judgment to saying, you know, I feel better sure. when, you know, I am eating these foods, uh, dairy uh, makes me feel bad, or I feel sluggish when I eat too many carbs or whatever. Like, yes, I understand that. That's not judgment. That's just knowing the consequences of of certain foods or lifestyles or triggers in your body. Um, but when you are you know, envisioning a certain perfection, you know, if you have an an ideal or perfection.
0: And then flagellate yourself when you're not there. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that is really a lot of self-judgment and self-hatred. So catch yourself when, you know, yes, living a healthy lifestyle, you know, going to the gym or eating or whatever. Yeah, those things can be great Mm self-care pieces I love going to the gym and I I definitely feel it if I'm not moving my body I can feel the difference Um, but when I choose to be fit or when I choose to eat good foods it's coming from a motivation of you know that's how I my body feels best that's how Mm -hmm. I fuel this this awesome uh, vehicle Mm -hmm. right that helps me feel and helps me move and does these amazing it takes me through yeah. life, right? Which is totally different than seeing my body as an object that I need to um, make, you know, mold into a certain standard that society says that mm-hmm. I need to be. So, um, I love that point of not not coming from a place of self judgment, but full acceptance of who you are, full acceptance of your body. Your, um, even your behaviors mm-hmm. you know you cannot hate yourself to um, improvement mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way you only end up digging yourself a, a deeper hole
0: makes your why stronger so if I'm choosing to go to the gym because I know I feel better mm-hmm. it's it's so much stronger and longer lasting mm-hmm. and uh, a phrase that I like to say is flourish to nourish, nourish, nourish. If I want to flourish, I need to nourish myself. Mm-hmm. And that's that thriving, wonderful, like plant growing, since we're talking about spring. If I want my plants to grow and flourish and be beautiful and blossom, I need to put some fertilizer in there mm-hmm. <laughs> and and do that. One of my friends I talked to recently um, was talking about a particular medication that she hadn't been taking and the doctor said something like well you've got would you not feed your kids and um, she's like well no I, I would feed my kids while taking the medications and doing the exercise and doing all those things are things that are good for us to do for ourselves mm-hmm. we just sometimes put ourselves last on the list it goes back to sometimes being that good girl
1: yeah oh the good girl you know, the good girl
0: would put the good girl would put her family first, I remember that one, Mm -hmm. family first, which is, it's not a bad statement, and put yourself first, and then you can still put your family in there, so that you're coming from that space of, um, abundance, right, your abundance, and and wanting to, and and
1: just going, yeah, of course my family's first here, Mm -hmm. because I'm full, Right. And I think that that's such a a key thing that keeps people stuck, women especially stuck, because we have been really deeply programmed to think that um, caring for ourselves first uh, puts our family at a disadvantage, which, you know, a huge um, heart cry for me, just, you know, probably the biggest passion for me is the message, what honors you honors everyone. Mm -hmm. Because, when I'm coming from a place of lack, when I'm coming from a place of deprivation or exhaustion, Mm -hmm. um, I don't have anything to give, or at least anything of value to give. I'm coming from resentment. I'm coming from nothing, having nothing. Um, So when I'm actually doing what honors me, I have so much more to give. And when I'm thriving, and I'm um, turned on, and I love life, Love isn't an effort. It just oozes out mm-hmm. of me, right? It, it isn't even something that I have to try to do. Mm-hmm. Generosity and You're love pushed. is just, it's just second nature.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so I think we really do have to challenge this belief that, you know, family first sounds great. But often the way that's played out for so many women is family first, me last. Mm-hmm. And that will, will never work well um you can keep doing that and you can do that with you know your self righteousness and be on your high horse but in reality um you know i lived that life for a lot of years and what i found was that it really depleted me and i i was so broken by the end of that i was i was on antidepressants i was um you know suicidal mm-hmm. i w- i didn't see value in life anymore um, I was simply living out of obligation. That was it. That was my number one value was obligation. And so that is the trajectory that that um, that value will lead you.
0: So to more resentment too. The obligation mm-hmm. leads me to resentment because I did not choose that. Mm-hmm. I, when I choose a no, it's it's solid. Um, and me, you know, waffling back and forth. Me making a solid decision one keeps the other person from waffling, mm-hmm. and two, it allows me to be strong in that and know that I did that out of love. And back to the what honors, what honors me, honors you is that um, I'm making that choice to to say I trust. Back to our trust, the the divine will take care of that person and give them exactly the right person who is able to, to do the yes, yeah. and that I'm confident in my no, because I know that that's what's co- the best choice for me.
1: Yeah, and I like that um, that perspective, too, is often when I think I'm prioritizing everybody else and I'm lo- loving everyone else, often I'm robbing them of their opportunities mm-hmm. to really um, operate in their own authority and um, take care of themselves, because... Yeah, of course it's easier to default and let somebody else take care of you, right? Mm-hmm. But then it starts this really weird entitlement game where they start to feel that it's your job mm-hmm. to take care of them and it's your job to um, to manage their emotions and their physical needs. And um, I, I really believe it's far more honoring for them to learn how to do that themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially when we're talking about children... Um, yeah, there's, there's basic needs for children, and there is a point where they're learning to take care of those needs themselves. And, um, and because of this judgment that I see many women you know, carrying this huge burden that they have to take care of their children to this degree that they're like, excessively um, managing all of their emotions and needs and desires, that child never learns to do that for themselves. And they grow
0: up um, not equipped to, to take care of themselves, and
1: feeling that it's somebody else's job to exactly. do it for them. So um, you know, we actually we actually provide a huge disservice to others when we do that. Not only children, but partners. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I lived was um, I lived with uh, two different partners where I was um, I was managing their emotional health mm-hmm. and their physical health. And, um, and all that really did was to create a lot of frustration um, towards me because I wasn't really able to um, – no one's able to create happy, happiness for another human being. And so there was resentment from them and resentment from me. You know, because it's like, oh, I'm so tired because I'm not, you know, I just keep bending over backwards and keep yeah. giving and giving and giving, and it's never enough, and that's a horrible feeling. And then from the other side, they're like, well, why can't you make me happy? Right? <laughs> you're you're telling me, you're acting like you can make me happy, but you're not making me happy. You know, so it's this, like, both sides are, are kind of in anguish, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's just not helpful or honoring at all. And so before you know it, that really... You know, cute little phrase, family first mm-hmm. becomes not such a pretty phase.
0: Well, even taking it outside of the family for those entrepreneurs and people doing group projects, it's, um, it is okay to say no in those situations too. And because and, and, a lot of times people will come up and, and ask you to do things, and you're, you're either working on your own things, or let's say it's a group project. And um, you're the o- they think that you're the only one that can do it because I've had that too. You're <laughs> yeah. the only one that can do it, and that goes back to trusting that the divine will bring them the right person. It's hard to let go of that guilt sometimes because we are so conditioned. But if we can put our trust that that person either hasn't en- they have enough resources, mm-hmm. they just may not have been digging hard enough or or seeing bigger possibilities. I mean, there's always more possibilities. And when I excuse myself, it allows them to go look for other possibilities or allows that perfect person to drop in. And back to where you were talking about the robbing, I could be robbing someone of a really generous position where they got to flourish and who knows, maybe that brought them to the next level mm-hmm. too. So I just wanted to bring it even past the family because that it happens a lot in all. In all our relationships, where we have to say a no yep. and choose ourselves
1: first. Yeah, and honestly, when I look at my behavior in that <clears throat> aspect, I was really playing God, right? Oh. Thinking I know best. Yeah. I know best for this person, and um, you know, I'm taking responsibility for caring for them because I know best. And and how often <laughs> I didn't know best. I I was not their God, and. Uh, over and over and over I would step out of the way and it would turn out in a totally like beautiful way, but way different than I could have ever conceived, and and I just thought...
0: Because it was never yours to begin with. Man,
1: another lesson, <laughs> get out of the way. Get out of the way. So the more I stay in my lane, you know, I clean up my side of the street and let them worry about theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really provides the space for the divine to work instead of really trying to force and pretend like you're somebody's higher power.
0: (laughs) Or pretend that you're happy and that you like doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. when you really wanted it to be a no. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the resentment. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, allowing things to be the way they are instead of trying to manipulate them and force them to be something different. That has been, you know, a huge, huge lesson for me as well. Me too. Um, and I'd love to talk a little bit about specifically what self-care is. Yay, that's where I'm ready for. <laughs> because we often, um, talk about self-care like, you know, it's, it's going to get your hair done and, you know, go, um, go to the spa and get a massage or, and those are beautiful, wonderful things. Um, and they are part of self-care, but I'd like to expand that a little bit more. Um, so... Specifically for me, if I didn't share any other self-care other than um, this one piece, to me, self-care would be choosing yourself. That's the most um, demanding and courageous thing you'll ever, ever be, be called to do, is choose yourself. Because what happens is you deal with all the voices, right? The good girl voice is, is who I call her. And you'll deal with the the outside voices as well. Um, and for me, that good girl voice says, "Oh gosh, you know, you choose you. Then they're gonna think you're selfish. They're gonna think you're inconsiderate. They're gonna think you're rude. You're such a snob. God, you know, these are the voices that come up for me in my own head, and are often mirrored in other people. These are these are all of the ways that I I compromise and I think, oh." It's not really that big of a deal. I don't, I don't need rest that bad. Um, you know, I, I can go tolerate that party for a half an hour. You know, these are the ways that I betray myself, right? I make it seem not that bad. I minimize it. I dismiss it. And before I know it, I'm resentful and I am really exhausted because those were choices that were not in alignment with my self-care. Those were not things that chose me. Um, when my intuition says you're tired or you're really craving some time by yourself, or, you know, that's really a no for you. Um, no, you're not really, you're not really okay with giving that resource or giving that time. When I honor that, um, it's easy to dismiss it and say, it's not a big deal to betray myself. It's really easy to do that. Um, it is really fucking hard to say, nope. I am going to make it a big deal, and I'm going to say no. Because I'm a big deal. <laughs> exactly, because I'm a big enough deal, and I'm worth it. <clears throat> and I'm entitled to my time, um, my presence, my attention, my, my body, my resources. I'm, I am entitled to those things before anybody else is. And there are very few things in this world that I'm entitled to, but I'm entitled to me. I'm entitled to me. And that's the biggest piece of self-care that I could possibly ever practice. And it is hard, and it is something that will probably never be easy for me. There are times where I just shake in my boots because I'm like, Oh God, they're going to think
0: that I'm, you know, whatever. They're not going to like
1: me. Um, But... Choosing to do it anyway—it is one of the bravest things that you'll ever do. In um, every little moment, you know, it's the bravest thing you'll ever do. Um, so that's my my big piece for self care. And there's mm-hmm. there, I can certainly expand that to other things. But Marie, I want to hear what your thoughts are about self care.
0: I think I I think that one's brilliant, and it goes back to flourishing. Then I can flourish, and I can be in my purpose and those things I was created to be because I'm not um, saying yes to things that aren't driving me towards that. So that making that choice also allows me to make other choices mm-hmm. a lot easier. So I, I'm able to, because I know what my yes is and, and what my why is, it's, it's easier. And then, um, then I stay on the path. Otherwise, like, which our path is crooked anyway, but it's really wonky and shaky. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is, is to to know that self-care is um, bigger than um, the physical part, like the nails and the, and the I mean, it's mental health. It's professional health. Like, how are you doing boundaries in your, in your job? It's also emotional health. So that one choice for me covers all these domains, but sometimes people don't know that there's more than one domain. And so just, bringing yourself outside of it and asking yourself the questions. How do I feel emotionally? How will I get that emotional feeling of flourish? How do I get that? Mm -hmm. Um, How do I feel like I'm flourishing in my job? What are the... The yeses that are keeping me from doing that as effectively and efficiently as I can. So uh, I just wanted to expand the conversation to that it's broader than mm-hmm. you know just some of those little smaller things.
1: Yeah, and and I'd really like to distinguish the difference too between you know I think that there are some very feminine forms of self care and mm. there are masculine forms of self care and like we are that. we're both right. We have both, and we put a lot of emphasis on the feminine self care. Take a bath, light mm-hmm. candles. Um, burn incense, uh, have a spa day. These are all things I love, right? Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love all these things. And we're girly girls too. Yeah. <laughs> right well, and I think even, even men, you know, benefit. Oh yeah. We all benefit from, from the feminine aspects of self care. Sure. And there's masculine elements of self care, which for me are like, you know, challenging my body, you know, mm-hmm. doing something at the gym that really makes me feel powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, music can be really empowering and, uh, self-care. You know, when I listen to upbeat music that really makes me feel like, yeah, I got this, you know, or, um, you know, taking a leadership position, um, something that, that puts you in charge of other people that Mm -hmm. can be self-care that can be massively empowering. Um, there's, there's a lot of ways that, you know, that fire, if you think about what turns your fire on, yeah, those are the masculine self care things. The feminine things are the mellowing things and the things that like really get centered. And, mm-hmm. you centered. Like being
0: creative and dancing. Yeah.
1: yeah, but dancing can also be a very... Masculine.
0: Um, I've done some mm-hmm. of those like tribal kind of dances where you stomp. Those are really cool. Oh, I got chills even. Like you stomp and you get your fire going and you get your fierceness
1: going. So yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that there's some, um, like, you know, real boss music that oh, can yeah. really, like, just get you feeling sassy. And um, so those those types of self-care are just as important as the, you know, calm and mm-hmm. uh, really, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, just, I mean, there's there are two different types of nourishment. And they're both profoundly important and you're going to feel like you're missing out if you're mm-hmm. only doing one what, what? A, we want to be balanced you <laughs> want to be balanced <laughs> right yeah <laughs> the masculine and the feminine oh, yeah. are so 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 important and I'm not just you in your that. relationships but in you um yeah so i know that masculine self care has been so profound mm-hmm. to me the things that light my fire um are just as important as you know and and i regularly you know i i light incense we have incense going now Mm -hmm. i light candles i i play soft music i love massages i get my hair done like yes those things are important um choosing yourself is is the number one bravest thing right and and there's a whole other element of uh, masculine self-care as well so so many ways to nourish yourself um oh accomplishing a goal oh um, yeah setting goals You can't forget Training. that oh. mm-hmm. yeah those are all like those are our self-care um and if you're only doing the surface level things if you're only you know getting the massage or getting your hair done you're not going to feel fulfilled and you're really probably not even going to feel rested <laughs> on a deep level when you're done Sorry. with those things you know because there's There's a a whole um, other level, a whole other realm of self care that you're not even touching with those things. So, um, yeah, remember, yeah, choosing yourself, being loyal to yourself. Um, You were going to talk, we
0: were going to talk about that loyalty to ourselves versus others, Mm -hmm. how sometimes we choose loyalty to others over ourselves. And I know we've talked covered that before, but I do to move back
1: to that. Yeah. And that's really, you know, like what I was talking about before and choosing yourself, you know, and it could be the things that often it's the things we think are really small, you know, well, um, I don't really want to go to that dinner tonight, but I'll go tolerate it for, you know, a half an hour. Um, that's, that's being more loyal to someone else. You know, that friend that invited you that you don't want to offend or whatever that that other person is, you're being more loyal to them than you are to yourself. Um, And your desires, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, Yeah. your desires are are important. They're Mm -hmm. really important. And we often will only um, practice following our desires or acknowledging our desires if we can justify them with some other... Obligation or responsibility, (laughs) knock that shit off because your desires are worthy of being fulfilled, whether they are tied to an obligation or not. Mm -hmm. So it's really time that we start to acknowledge that we were built with our desires for a reason, and that's a huge part of self care, right? Mm -hmm. What do you want? What do you want? That's really valid, that's really important, and it's your direction, it's the way that the divine speaks to you. In what your intuition where your intuition is leading you my um my work my passion is also my desire right your desire is often the very same thing as your life purpose and your calling right so we get to stop making our desires bad and wrong yeah there's nothing wrong with your desires um, they're beautiful. We were
0: created with desire for a reason. So. Mm-hmm. It can be an indicator. Designing mm-hmm. are indicators that you, yeah,
1: where to go, where to move, how to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's nothing wrong with being loyal to yourself and those desires. And again, going back to what we said earlier, you know, when you honor yourself, you honor everyone. When you follow those desires and those passions, <clears throat> what I have found is, you know, I've lived two very different lives, right? In one life, I bent over backwards. I sacrificed all I the time. Too. I lived in deprivation. And I did everything that was responsible and that I felt obligated to do. And I prioritized felt helping depleted. everyone else. <laughs> and I was the savior and the martyr for everyone. That was That was one lifestyle. And I can say today having being outrageous enough to follow my own <laughs> desires and my own passions and to say, no, I'm actually not going to choose to rescue you today. I'm going to do me today. When I've lived in that way and I've lived tapped on er, or tapped in, turned on, thriving, happy, fulfilled, and in my passion, I help far more people, far more people than I ever did when I was, sacrificing and, and, and really pretty miserable and exhausted all the time. Um, You know, there's, there's two different life paths. And when, when you do follow your passion, you will be judged for it. Mm -hmm. And you will be told you're selfish and outrageous Mm -hmm. and unrealistic and all these things. You will be told those things, but you'll serve and you'll help a much greater number of people. I'm so glad you said that because the word service has
0: so many, um, it it is wrapped, the word service is wrapped in some of those old stigmas and Mm -hmm. um, because we believe when we're serving, it's selfless and that we, that we're not important in that service. And just as Jillian was talking about, it's when I'm alive that I can serve more people. I just wanted to unravel the word service because we do get tangled up. And, um, sometimes the people that I work with get tangled up on that too, is I want people to, um, I want, I didn't mean it like that, but it's so much better when we're coming from that place of so much fullness and aliveness. And then we're serving from the heart rather than tolerating because that mm-hmm. dinner we're talking about, we use that word tolerate and it's just an icky word. Do you want people to just put up with you or do you want to peep? people to be on fire and lit up by you so you're lighting other people's fires when you're coming from that place of we're both kind of getting worked up i'm lighting fires right i am lighting fires is a better concept than going yeah they're tolerating me
1: because i'm you know depleted yeah there's this whole idea of like settling and tolerating um, I, I don't want people in my space that I'm not truly serving and helping, mm-hmm. you know, and if they're not a match, they're not a match and that's okay. I'm not trying anymore to mold myself into, you know, accommodating everybody's needs and, mm-hmm. and trying to get everybody to like me. I don't care. I'm <laughs> like, I'm just going to be in my, um, in my passion and in my service and my calling and whoever's meant to be the, there will stay there. I don't want someone in my space that's just settling.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't want someone that's there just tolerating what I have to say. If you're not a match, fun. go, get out of here. You know, <laughs> there's no judgment. I don't care. Then but, we're
0: both kind of wrangling through it.
1: <laughs> right. But I'm not going to do the same thing to yeah. someone else, right? Because they don't deserve that. So if I'm not feeling that I'm a match for a person or an event or, you know, saying yes to something, then it is most honoring for me and most honest for me to say, no, thank you. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think we get to come to this place of of being just honest and neutral. It's not like I don't like you, so I'm not coming. It's I'm just not feeling this right now. And there's no judgment towards that either way. And there's no judgment towards if you don't feel like you're meant to be in my space. That's okay. It's all allowed and permissible. And we feel free when we let people off the hook Mm -hmm. and say, it's no big deal. You're not Mm -hmm. obligated to be here with me. And I don't want relationships based on obligation. Me either. I don't want relationships where you're putting up with me and vice versa. So I think that, you know, that's a huge piece of not only self-care, but also loving other people. You know, it's an act of self-care and it's an act of love towards other people and we're living
0: life mm-hmm. We're it's more of a living life than you know, putting up with
1: life <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> I'm dredging through it yeah well we've like <laughs> we've killed it today yeah <laughs> uh so deanna okay. thank you for being here today Hi, deanna. i appreciate the love um as always i love it when you guys engage with us if you have any questions we always would love for you to um Post those in the group or email us with your questions or comments or challenges for us. Um, but thank you so much for being here with us today, um, Marie. Do you have any final thoughts as we wrap up? I I, I think we covered
0: them it all. It was juicy. <laughs> it was very juicy. <laughs> Just going back to to what we really want you to take away from this, and that is, you know, what honors you honors everyone. That that's our that's our mantra really. Mm-hmm. And if we just come from that place that it's, it's a mutual respect and a mutual mm-hmm. compassion and love, then um, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. How about you? No, I think, um, you know, the most important thing um, that, that we got to voice today was choosing yourself and that mm-hmm. that's not selfish and it's not unloving to anyone. That's the biggest um, piece that helped me so much. Um, I'd also like to just put a plug-in for uh, my class on uh, the end of the month. If this is a topic that resonates for you, I'm doing a short workshop called Choose You Mom. Oh, cool. Um, So if this is a a topic that you want to delve deeper specifically as a mom, as a mother, um, it can be particularly challenging for moms because they feel like responsible to take care of these little children and of course they come first Mm -hmm. right so we're going to delve into that topic of motherhood so if you if you're interested um, i'll be posting more information both on my profile and in the unapologetic group
0: and i have a stress relief class so if you're feeling overwhelmed um, we have some fun things so that does take care of that one self-care part that Mm -hmm. maybe you're feeling overwhelmed and i will We'll work on strategies, and um, we got some play involved, and that's um, the first weekend in April, and so it's not the whole weekend. It's a few hours on a Saturday,
1: but that would be fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, you always have some fun, playful things thanks. happening. I like play. I know. <laughs> amazing. Um, <clears throat> all how right. can they find us? Oh, yeah. Well, you can email us if you have any questions. You can email me at defytheaverage at gmail.com or Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. And you can also find any of our information on our websites. I am at jillianaurora.com. And mariesgold.com. All righty. With that, we'll go ahead and close up for the week. Um, of course, I didn't pull up the topic. Hang on just a minute. I would love to share that topic with you. I should
0: know it because i almost all posted it. Desires, <laughs> something about desires.
1: Oh, 70, yay! That's going to be so perfect. Um,
0: <clears throat> since we dabbled with it today, we
1: touched on that just a bit, but I, I'm excited to get into that more. That's one of my favorites. Um, really, really important because we've been so conditioned to judge our desires. Yeah, embracing pleasure and desire. Yes, yes, yes. pleasure this and desire better alleys. yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, join us next week. you'll you won't want to miss in that juicy discussion. Um, so I hope you all have a fantastic next week and we will see you all again next Thursday morning. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. everyone.